What's up, RSL Nation? It's your boys, Adele and uh, the Baker. You back? Back from uh, back from the the American Southwest, as they say. Back from the dead. Well, not quite, but yeah, we're here with another episode of uh, Scarf Life. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Doing doing what we love for the people that we love to do it for. You know, that's a, that's a good rec- a recap. I've been thinking about our podcast lately. It's a good one. It's okay. Really, really gets the people what they want. We need an intro song. Da na na. No. You just trying to get us sued, dude. I ain't scared. So we watched this game not together this nope. time around. Nope. And obviously not in the stadium. Obviously. Where were you? I was. I was watching it at a little cafe. Uh, with my better half down in the Tucson area. Tucson? In Tucson. 100 degrees. Literally. Like, literally, it was 100 degrees. Uh, the Carter thermostat. It is April. Read that. It's insane. I don't know yeah. why anyone li- would live down there with that kind of heat. I, I, I hear it's a dry heat, so you get used to it. Summer's coming. The cool thing was so they have a. Uh, so, like, they have so the, the giant cacti, the saguaros. Saguaros? However, you say that? The G's are silent. That was sobreros. No, no. It's like saguaro. It's like S A G U A R O. Saguaro. Saguaros. They're they're these beautiful giant cacti. They're like seventy feet tall, dude. Uh, for just in case someone's missing it, that that means cacti means cactuses. Correct. The plural of cactus. Cacti. You're welcome. <laughs> no, it was awesome. And they were like blooming, which I didn't know cactuses did or cacti yeah. did. Yeah. I mean, I, I felt like I was like on Mars. Um, but yeah, that's why we didn't watch this game together. I was doing a little little traveling. Well, good for you, sir. Traveling for pleasure. I'm going to be missing the next home game. Timbers. Timbers, home. I'm missing it. I'm up to three games I'm missing this year. I think I am still at two. Yeah. Uh, don't love it. Nope. But don't friends hate every one of them. Friends be getting married in ish. Obligations, bro. They, can you believe that there are people that plan <laughs> events on match day? Like, do they not have access to a calendar? Like, like what is this? You get there's ma- an MLS app. Yeah, guys, there's a calendar. They hand them out. I'll print you one out. Throw it on a magnet. You can put it on your fridge. Don't plan your wedding on a freaking uh, match day. Yeah. And if you have to, make it an away. Yeah, make it an away game or make it like an early day thing. Mm -hmm. Or make it at the game. Now, there's a... Speaking of which, Mm -hmm. Bofo, uh, uh, this last weekend, if social media is to be believed, uh, engaged to his significant other. No kidding. Congrats, Bofo. Didn't know he was old enough to... Drive. (laughs) Yeah, let alone get married, (laughs) but here we are. Um... But yeah, so all right, man. So here's 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 my personal goal. Mm-hmm. Over the next, I want to overpromise. So let's say over the next month, okay, we're gonna develop an intro song. All the cool podcasts have it. Yeah, I mean, I was we're, just, we're not gonna do no 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 no. I was just under the impression that we were cool with being not one of the cool. Uh, no, man, we gotta be. 
Yeah, I'm down. Like, we can go download free music. It doesn't have to be, like, a song. It has to be, like, an intro with something and something catchy and cool. I'm pretty sure. Don't quote me on this. Also, no one's going to sue us because no one's listening. Uh, we can use, like, 15 seconds of, like, popular songs or something. Like, there's, like, a number you can use that's, like, fair use of, like... Does that include jingles? I'm pretty sure it does. Well, no, 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 is like four seconds long. Right. Okay, so we should be covered. We should be good. I mean, I think it's, it's you know, the classic line of uh, beg forgiveness instead of ask permission. We're coming at you, Sports Center. All right. We're man. coming at you. Let's get into the game, yes? Let's. Great, great match of footy. You think so? I mean, as long as we play FC Cincinnati every weekend. That specific FC Cincinnati. Right, right. Uh, an FC Cincinnati that is missing serious talent. It's missing their you know lead striker. Is banged up. Is hurting. Um, it, all kinds of like like when they went down a few goals, there there was literally no one on their bench that could like bring an attacking threat. Um, it, it's I almost felt bad for them, um, but you you know on RSL's end. It's the classic line of you can only beat the team in front of you. So I do want to mention something that was off the field. Around the field, but mm-hmm. off the field. Okay. That Cincy Field or Stadium looked, looked, mm-hmm. eyesight, a bit empty. Right. But apparently they were north of 26,000 people in there. Yeah, Nippert Stadium, I think, is what they go with. Yeah. Yeah. And the Bailey, I think, isn't it called? The Bailey So the Bailey is like their supporters group. Yeah. And those guys were, you know... They, they were doing all right. Good people, good folks. Seemed like they supported throughout. Mm-hmm. And there was a good showing for the match. North of 26,000 people. Right. That's what I heard on the broadcast. So the TV cannot be wrong. Right? Good people, good support. Mm-hmm. Same old songs that everyone else sings. Yeah, yeah. It's like the three chants that every MLS team has at this point. Yeah. Go... We don't. Team. Yeah, I mean, Believe is original, and that's dope, but let's also not kid ourselves. Like, you know, Salt Lake Till I Die, Salt Lake Till I Die. I know I am, I'm sure I am, I'm Salt Lake Till I Die. is definitely not what we in the business like to refer to as original. I don't know the last time I sang that song. Dude, I wish we sang that song more. Because I think, I think Salt Lake is one of those rare instances where it flows well. You know? Yeah. Another instance, Swansea. Swansea till I die. Okay, but that sounds the same. But I also think like Chicago till I die. Like doesn't that, have that same. Yeah, doesn't have the same role. Yeah, L.A. till I die. Also not the same role. It's no. not enough syllables. It, it it just doesn't work. Nothing works for L.A. So before we get into L.A., let, let's recap the match real quick mm-hmm. and give our thoughts. Albert Rushniak, A.K.A. Four Finger Albert. Yeah, man of oh, the match. No, wait, excuse me, uh, Albert Four Fingers. I think that was the that was the idea, right? Yeah. Um, did you see that play? Yeah, dude, it was nuts. It was it was the craziest thing. At first, I thought he was like getting a red or something. I'm like, what's the holdup? Right. Why are they waiting? And then he does the it. So like, I have a lot of like young cousins, like like sub five year old cousins. Uh-huh. Um, and it kind of reminded me of like when they have. I don't. It was like an oh shit moment. Right. Like, I think, like, because, like, he, like, looks at his hand, and it's pointing the wrong yeah. way, and then he, like, 
holds it up to the to the bench like <laughs> are you seeing this like what do i do <laughs> like like and i was like yeah man that's that's tough that's uh that's tough all around <laughs> that was um <laughs> and it didn't look like much i think it mostly happened because of how he landed right yeah, i mean it was it was just the weirdest 10 to 15 seconds ever um like he goes in like he got a yellow for that play, didn't he? Yeah, and he like hip checked the dude. Like, yeah, I think yeah. for what it's worth, he deserved yeah. the yellow. It was a good. It was a good yellow. He like hip checks the guy, and I think he kind of like pivots around him. Like I think it's like I think he thought, I think he thought he was going to make more contact with the dude. Yeah, and when he he kind of like went around him and threw him, and then I think all of a sudden he like sticks his hand out to catch himself because you know it's yeah. just like slippery, and I think that's when it got like stuck. But his body kept going, and that's what caused the dislocation. Turf. I mean, yeah, yeah. It, it's I think it's it's turf on top of. Uh, I'm not a scientist. Cement. But I've seen a lot of players mm-hmm. make similar plays on grass without dislocating their fingers. Now listen. Obviously, we're being quasi funny and scandalous here but turf doesn't have give that's the biggest difference between grass and turf isn't it i mean is is nippered officially turf do we know that i'm about 94 percent sure yes right, let me look into that oh yeah yeah all right. It's the surface is something called speed m6 dashing everyone has uh, everyone you know what uh, Everyone has a very fancy name for this stuff. Act Global is the out of Austin, Texas. Should just be turf, grass. Turf. Yeah, it, grass. it should. It should. It should just be good old fashioned grass on earth. So, it, oh, before we get too ahead of ourselves, FC Cincinnati, in their defense, is building a soccer specific stadium yes, as they we are. speak. And it's looking ridiculously nice. It's going to be dope stuff. Some, there's some. If all of the renderings of stadiums that are to come mm-hmm. yeah. happen, dude. It's Man, we're gonna have some nice stadiums in this the, league. The cathedral, the, the cathedrals of our age. Sorry, English is hard. Yeah, sports stadiums. Let's yeah. go with that. Let's hope it's not Notre Dame. Whoa, too soon, man. Beyond the point, Albert Rushniak, four finger Albert, Albert mm-hmm. four fingers. Despite that, goes on scores two goals. Not nothing pretty. There was a penalty that he converted. We'll right. talk about the penalty in a second. There was a put away. I mean, the first back. goal was a beauty. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. It was not. It was it, a put back. No, it like like ricocheted off of the. Uh, it was a. It keeper. was a. It was a seven yard put back. And he volleyed it. He slammed it from seven yards out. It was more than seven yards. It was a nice goal. I'm glad he finished it. That's all. Well, don't get me wrong. Just because I'm calling it out for not being a nice goal doesn't mean I'm not. I don't care if if, if it's like three I, own goals I by the opposition. Yes, I don't think it was like an extravagant. Like I don't think it's gonna win any gold of week tournaments or anything. But it was like a nice goal. Anyways, two goals. Finishes the game, obviously, big difference makers there. Oh, yeah. Makes the team of the week for the MLS, the only RSLer, with a very impressive. There were, there were a lot of players. There were specific players that, that had incredible games this weekend. Yeah, and it was he, a weird he, weekend. And he makes it amongst them. How would you like his performance overall? 
Because obviously, it's easy to say the guy who scored the two goals is the MVP. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But also, like, I'm, I'm, so to just jump into your question and, and run jump. With it. So, uh, adrenaline, hell of a drug. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think he's like, like, I'm looking at that injury and like in my mind I'm like dude like you got to amputate the arm like you're you're losing the arm. Yeah. Um turns out it is it was exp- the way it was explained to me is that it's like just like the joint is dislocated and all you really have to do to fix that is like pull it and pop it out by someone who That's knows- all, huh? Well, yeah, I mean, it's but like it, like it isn't broken like you don't have to like set it or right. anything. It's, like it's I think the band-aid was more yeah. precautionary yeah. than anything. Um, yeah, uh, it it was the so the way I understood it is that it's relatively common and not like you know not a broken bone, right? Uh, which is good. Even if it was a broken bone, it's a finger. Yeah, and he's an athlete, but I wouldn't want to play with a broken bone, regardless of where it is. Uh, give me give me two mil a year, I'll play with a broken bone. Sure, until someone steps on it, and then it's like holy sweet mother of God. Anyway. Um, so I think I think he comes back. I think something like five or ten minutes after that. Oh, it was not five or ten. It was a few minutes. Yeah, it was five, maybe like max. Yeah. yeah, he comes back and 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 it's not like he was, you know, he wasn't there for the game before his little hand thing. Right. But I think he comes back with like a like just pissed. Honestly, I think just a man on a mission. Right. Um, he played super well. Distributed well. Uh, beat you know his 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 marker one on one all the time. He was in the right place, right time. I I think regardless of the goals, he's my man of the match. Just for it was the old Albert. Um, I'm sorry that it had to happen against such a. I'm, I'm sorry that it had to happen against FC Cincinnati, not like LAFC, right or whatever. I don't think he was even there for LAFC. Um, Beyond the point. But ultimately, like it was like it was a classic Albert Rushnak performance where he kind of put the team on his shoulder, distributed the ball. Was that just just that maestro that that you know that dude that went and took care of business and and got us the result? If you say so. You weren't you weren't impressed. I was impressed with his performance, his coming back, his perseverance, all sorts of things. I don't think it was anything outstanding. Obviously, the two goals are amazing. But no one else stood out beyond that. So he still gets MVP, in my opinion. I mean, I think you can and make the argument might... for Sam Johnson. Well, actually, I'm glad you said that. Because Sam Johnson is very next on my list. Right. He had the other goal, the other put away. But it wasn't that that was impressive. It was the exact same thing I've been preaching since the very first minute I saw Sam Johnson on the field for Real Salt Lake. He is an absolute engine, a machine. Right. Never stops. Super dangerous. Offside eight out of ten times, sure. Yeah, I mean, not not literally our explanation, but yes, he was offside a little bit. We're obviously guesstimating here, but it seems like he's offside a lot. Sure. But that's what a good forward does. And to be clear, less so than his first game and less so than the second game. Yeah. And I'm okay with him being offside majority of the time. Yeah, it's gonna but happen. He's but... gonna he's gonna have to keep pushing that line up front. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and I hate bringing feelings into things, but now that he's got two goals in two games and he hasn't finished a full ninety in either, uh, starting to feel more justified in saying this. We are a significantly, drastically 
more dangerous team on the soccer field mm-hmm. with Sam Johnson on the field. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't it, it, it doesn't even matter what kind of soccer we're playing. If we're playing counterattacking or if we're dominating and crossing it from excuse me, all over the place, we are a drastically more dangerous team with him on there. Every time he's on the pitch, we haven't had this in a while. Because even Yura in his, not prime, but Yura in his last stint didn't have the speed or quickness that he has. Oh yeah, no way. He's super dangerous, and if I'm playing against a Sam Johnson, I have to account for him at all times. For sure. And the goals are just icing on the cake. And I think there will be a lot more coming. I wouldn't be surprised if he averages a goal a game for the rest of the year. Yeah, not, I mean, not, I hope so. Not not to say that he's going to score a goal every game, but there will be that hat trick. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, it, it's. I mean, his off the ball movement and his work rate, and, and I mean, it's everything RSL Nation loves about a, a striker. Uh, I love me some Sabo. I love, love, love Sabo Rio. Um, but the complaint. And I, I Wait, did you say Saborio or Saborino? Saborio. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. We're going way back. Way All back. Right, go yeah, ahead, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. But the complaint that I heard frequently around the you know stadium yeah. was, oh, he doesn't defend. He's he's yeah, you know. And then like I don't think a striker should be defending all the time. It, it there is something very blue collar about Sam Johnson that I think endears him to this fan base. He puts in the work. Like, I think, you know, RSL Nation is a blue-collar, middle America kind of, you know, go-to-work-on-Monday-morning bunch, right? And when we see our striker defending and running and chasing and constantly hustling, we we love him all the more for it. Uh, and he has that in spades. Like, I don't think his engine turned off until, like, the last 10 minutes on the field when he was just exhausted. And I respect the hell out of that. Um so what he brings to the team strictly from like an energy and off the ball and, and that quickness and that pace is it, it that alone accounts for, I think, what we're paying him. That being said, the goal that he scored is a goal that no one, maybe Demir, maybe Demir if he's in a right hit lucky, but no other member of RSL's roster is capable of scoring. It is a it is a Wando goal. It is a Zlatan goal. It is a poacher's goal. Like right. If you watch that camera, so Baird, who just was killing that left-hand side, uh, kind of gets that like volley kick thing, whatever you want, on goal, right? Sam, If you watch Sam Johnson while that all that is going on, he's like a cheetah stalking prey. Yes. Like he is watching that ball the whole time. He's trying to get himself in the right position. He knows that it's either going to go in or there's going to be a rebound. And then he, the fact that he got to that rebound wasn't an accident. That was the definition of a striker's goal. Yeah. Like he poached the crap out of it, right place, right time. But he he earned it. Nothing pretty. Oh, and it doesn't have to be. But yeah. that goal is is a goal that RSL doesn't score. Without yeah, last without year. Sam Johnson, except I think Albert's goal was very similar. I think Albert's goal, the ball fell to him. In Sam Johnson's goal, uh, Sam went to where he knew the ball was going to fall. That is it. That is the fundamental paramount difference that I think separates Albert from Johnson. Now, <clears throat> it's a big difference. 
before we get carried away, mm-hmm. you mentioned something interesting. What I mentioned? Well, you brought in Saborio. Yeah, good dude. Miss him. Yeah. Miss those years. Sam Johnson is not a Saborio yet, okay? Yeah, of course not. It's going to take multiple years of very high-level performances to be a Saborio. We were okay with Saborio because, sure, he was a bit of a jackass. I don't think he was that. Yeah, he was a bit of a jackass. He didn't try too hard. Well, at least many our Cell Nation thought he didn't. Right. But he put them away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, he yeah. put them away. All-time leading goal scorer still. No one is going to mind whatever the heck it is you do if you put him away. Zlatan. Zlatan looks like he doesn't try for more than three minutes in any given game. Big three minutes, though. But that's all that matters. He puts him away. Yeah. Saborio put them away. I do not think, well, maybe, but... I don't think Sam Johnson. He has. He's. I think he's quicker and faster than Saborio. Yeah, I mean, let's be very clear about this. The league Sabo tore up and the league today are vastly different. Leagues. Yeah, but they each had. Sure. Like you, like, you, like you yes, just compare like quality. like you were saying about Cincinnati. You beat the team that's in front of you. Sure. Sabo could Sabo only Rio tore up the league that was in front of him. Absolutely. Absolutely. That being said, I think if the you know if the two squared off today, I, I and not even in their primes, let's say it, Johnson, just just like raw talent, I think leagues ahead of Sabo, and I and I mean that with all due respect to to Saborio's legacy and what he did and or didn't do for this club, that isn't supposed to be like a direct comparison. I use that as like a. a as an entryway into the conversation about Sam Johnson's work rate and how RSL Nation appreciates that. In I like no what way... he's doing. I like what he's doing. I hope he keeps doing it. Let's not bring Savory into the conversation until he at least has like 12 goals this year. I think Sam Johnson's capable of scoring 12 <coughs> now, goals. Now, speaking of blue collar, yeah, Kyle both... Beckerman. Yes. All right. So I'm reading a lot of posts mm. and tweet machine opinions. Everyone's got an opinion, bro. Uh, the Facebook opinions, and I'm I'm seeing more than ever. And you were actually we were two of the earlier. I don't call it thought leaders because that's just stupid. <laughs> but two of the earlier people said, you know what, there could be a good chance that Kyle Beckerman needs to be benched at some point this year. Mm-hmm. But that was before the season started. Kyle Beckerman has not lost a step from last year in my opinion and last year was actually i thought i thought one of his better years in recent years recent being two or three years right prior i didn't see a lot of really crazy good chances that cincinnati was able to create sure there were a few they had a boatload of corner kicks like 15 or 74 or something right Um, but I can't remember them having multiple wide open 100% 30 yeah that Mm -hmm. makes sense chances and I and I've uh, largely contribute that to the defensive pairing and Kyle Beckerman that was almost like a 
old school Kyle Beckerman performance. I thought he did really well. I thought he kept the defensive line together or, or the defensive midfield line together. Seemed like he kept the team motivated and going. And that was just an old school vintage Kyle Beckerman performance, in my opinion. And while we did, or at least I did, call for the potential or called for the possibility of maybe not starting Kyle Beckerman this year, it was before the season started. Right. As soon as the season started, I would say after Everton, Mm -hmm. who despite missing last game and most of the game before due to injury, well, because he got injured. Right. Everton, I think, heads and shoulders best player right. of the season for us. I think right after him is Kyle Beckerman. For best player? Yes. Mm. I I get that the Johnsons and the and the Damiers. I mean Nedham. No, I still I, I think Kyle Beckerman I, I think an RSL without Kyle Beckerman is much lesser, regardless who plays that position from our current roster, than a RSL with Kyle Beckerman. An RSL without Nedham is lesser than an RSL without Nedham, obviously. Well, the other way. RSL yeah. without Nedham is, is lesser than RSL with Nedham, but I don't think it's to the same extent. Yeah, I mean, in okay, my opinion, sure. okay, Nedham is a close, probably third to me. Talking value. Right. <clears throat> I'm, I'm having a hard time, I guess, understanding why people are on this. You know, there were even there were even people saying they wouldn't mind if Kyle Beckerman got a yellow card in the last game to have to sit the next game. Right, yellow card accumulation. That's yeah. the thing against um, LA Galaxy. The right, no, other I, LA. I definitely want him for the Galaxy game. Anyways, what's your thoughts on Kyle Beckerman? Right now? Yeah, I mean, it's. Let me be very clear about this. I think if we face if we had faced an opponent more clinical in their finishing and more dangerous in the attack than FC Cincinnati, a Kyle Beckerman and Demir Krylock pairing is isn't gonna cut it. Uh, I th- I think Kyle brings a lot of individual skills, passion, energy, talent, and ability to that role, but he also can't cover the ground he used to cover. That's, well, yeah. that's a mm-hmm. that's that's just old age and, and father time ultimately winning out. Demir doesn't seem to have the ability to be a, a good partner next to Kyle and cover that that the ground that Kyle is no longer able to cover. That's where I think that Everton pairing goes so well, so so well. Yeah. Um, I think given the fact that we did play FC Cincinnati and that's the team who we had to beat. Kyle's performance was was solid. Um, my ideal midfield pairing is still Kyle and Everton, yes. obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Kyle brings a lot of skills and a lot of expertise and and an ability to know when it's time to get that yellow to put some put some dudes, you know, make 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 some make yeah. the opposition he, uncomfortable. He's got the touch. He he knows when it's time to start enforcing a little bit. Yes, and I respect that. I don't think anyone um, else on this team has that right now. I think Everton. I, I well, think, Everton has that. Not okay. Everton has that naturally. But so Everton is on all the time. Here's, I mentioned this like way back. I think like first. Do you remember like our very first game where Kyle and Everton both got yellows in like the first ten minutes or yes. something? 
I think that was deliberate. I think that was a statement that, hey, last year when like teams used to come through our middle and just shots on goal anytime they pleased, those days are over. We're here to just wreck mm. stuff. Yeah. Um, I think it, it. I think that was a deliberate. It, it was a moment to make a statement. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. We're talking about Kyle. Overall, his performance was solid, and it was the kind of performance that we need him to have. But I worry that we paired him with Demir in that defensive midfield. I I think those two, for whatever reason, aren't capable to defensively cover the ground that is necessary of that. You, you worry pairing. about speed. I, I yes, I worry yeah. about the ability to cover ground on the counter specifically. Yeah. Um, and I still have that worry. And I think if if you know, I think the fact that we consider fourteen corners is is a symptom of that inability, that inability to move the ball up and clear it out, right? Let's be 100% honest. We concede 14 corners against the LA Galaxy who have Zlatan. We're giving up like eight goals because Zlatan doesn't need 14 corners to score a goal. He needs like two maybe. Um, well, you're exaggerating obviously for comedic effect here. I mean, Zlatan, Zlatan on set pieces is like... It doesn't get any. I can't think of a player more dangerous on set pieces in the MLS. Well, of course, yeah. I really can't. But I still think on a completely healthy team, right? Everyone A to Z still includes a Carl Beckerman starting, not based on loyalty or history, right? Or captaincy, sure, or anything else other than skill, capability, and need. In my opinion, a Kyle Beckerman is a starting eleven player, regardless what else happens. Regardless what else happens, considering we have a fully healthy team. In my opinion, it's still Kyle, and it's still um, Everton. Right, uh, and I I agree with all of that. But if Everton isn't healthy. That who we are, who we pair Kyle with matters at the, yes, at the type it, of performance it, but, Kyle is capable of delivering. But I still think it starts with Kyle. I I think it's I think let me get this. Let me be very clear about this. I think Kyle needs to start. But if it shouldn't be with Demir ever, and if there is a situation where it is those two against more dangerous opposition than FC Cincinnati, I could see why maybe Kyle doesn't get the start, so we don't have to pair him with Demir. Does that make sense? It makes sense. You're saying if you have to pick between Demir or Kyle starting in that position, you're picking Demir over no. Kyle. It, you're, basically, you, the scenario you, you I described not, isn't... You, you do not want to pair Kyle Beckham with Demir Krylock right. in the defensive midfield. Right. Ever. And, and if there's a situ- situation where I have to do that, I would rather put have Kyle on the bench... And pair him with like pair Demir with like a Nick Beasler or something, yeah. or pair Kyle with like a Nick Beasler and then bring in Demir. See, I completely disagree. I think this might be the only scenario where I'm benching Demir if I have to not start those two. Hmm. Honestly, at this point, I will still start those two. The, the only case I will start those two is if I have to because we had to last week or last weekend because Everton is injured. Right. I'm still starting with Kyle, and my still number one pairing alongside Kyle at this point for starting is Demir. Because everything is injured. Right. 
Right. But if Everton yeah. is healthy, it's Everton and Kyle. Right. And, and this is a big change, in my opinion. I thought early in the season, the number one given no-brainer starter is Demir Krylak. Yeah, yeah. I think and I'm I not right saying there any, with you. I'm not saying anything that I'm saying because Demir is not performing well. I think, you know, right up there with uh, Kyle, mm-hmm. Everton. Well, Everton, I would say, number one. Kyle, Nedim, Demir. Those are top four players this year. Yeah, yeah, you have to consider yeah. the rotation. I, All right, let's talk about. You talked about set pieces and 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 defending against Latan and all these things. We saw Justin Glad start this weekend alongside Nedum. Yeah, solid pairing. Solid um, pairing in this game. A lot of a lot of guys looked very solid this weekend. Yeah. Yes. Once again, it helps to be facing FC Cincinnati. And, yes. and, and we spoke to that in, in the pregame. So FC Cincinnati is not a terrible team. No, no, no. They, they had a can, bad game. They can be dangerous. Yes. And and I think that, you know, Adi is a difference maker. Like, let's, let's yeah. just get... Yeah, well, especially against us. And the fact that he wasn't playing is a, is a big deal, or he wasn't capable of playing, right. I should say. Um, but, yeah. Was this just another good Netum performance that we have seen all season long, or ever since he got to us but especially this season he seems like he's locked in mm-hmm. he's not giving anyone an inch very clean tackles man i mean if i had to pick a defensive player of the season so far and we're so early in the season so it's not time to talk about that but it's not even a, it's, it's an absolute no-brainer that's net him i right? mean assuming it has to be a defender because i think our best defensive player is everton all right, good point. Good point. Um, All right, but no, no. Netum is number one CB. He's the guy that he's the guy that starts when everyone's healthy. He gets the starting spot. Yes, dude is experienced. He's a leader on and off the field. Um, he interviews so so well in that just that That's British. Just, uh, oh I, man, I, yeah, I could yeah. listen to that guy deliver a post match <laughs> all day. Yeah, he yeah. like if we ever get like blown out of the water, he's the guy I want him to interview after the game because I'll be like, yeah, you know what, we're gonna be okay because because yeah. has got it in his English uh, gentlemanly accent. Yeah. Um, we got the blown out. Wait, that's more like Russian. That's that's that horrible. Like, that was like an Italian Russian love child <laughs> that grew up. On Mars, anyway. All right, net him glad, net him glad. It, it was a solid pairing, like I and I get that. It, yes, it was a solid pairing against the FC Cincinnati, but we like like in the pregame before we play, we you know before we uh, uh, faced FC Cincinnati. Like I remember talking about like, hey, this is a solid game for Glad to kind of get you know because he had the, he had a good game against uh, Orlando, right? You know, was, was was solid. A few shaky moments, yeah. but but decent. Yeah. Um. This was a good opportunity for him to kind of build on that and build some confidence and kind of get his head unstuck. Um. Because FC Cincinnati attack isn't dangerous, and we knew it wasn't that you know finishing is an issue for them. Um. And he delivered on that. He did what I expected him to do. And and you know I have no complaints against. Nedum and Glad, and I and I th- I I if I'm going to be totally transparent, I would still prefer M Silva and Nedum, uh, but yeah. I think Glad and Nedum was was more than capable. I totally agree. They, they were. I don't want to say not noticeable because that sounds bad, mm-hmm. but that's also good for defenses. But 
lots of clearances. The reason we did not concede despite 13 corner kicks against us, which I agree, ridiculous and dangerous, and we give those away against LA Galaxy, and we're screwed. Right. And we'll talk about LA Galaxy later. But in part, it's because we have two massive, long, tall, humongous, and pretty athletic center backs. Yeah. I thought they did well. And I, I'm I'm still going to stick with that uh, Nedim is one of my top four players overall this whole season. Okay. And most of the others have scored some goals. Um, and I thought, I'm, I, you know what? I'm proud of Justin. Why do you say that? I think he might be coming out of that headspace he's in. Yeah, yeah let's hope so. I mean, if that kid comes out of that headspace... Mm-hmm. I don't even know what the ceiling is for him. We're going back to a couple of years ago when we were talking about him and what the ceiling was. And we, we, we forgave him for simple mistakes. And I think that in a year like this, simple mistakes are not the problem. He's going to have to forgive himself for simple mistakes because this is being professional. This is saying, I got beat up by a better man in this position or for strategic reasons and not get down on, on himself. Right. I didn't see any of those. I didn't see any of those big major mistakes that are usually caused by something like lack of confidence or lack of self-belief or any of those things. Sure. I, thought he came I mean, out, also laziness sometimes. Uh, I don't. I. I. You know. I never thought laziness was a problem with him. I think it was just more a headspace thing, and may, maybe he got the treatment he needed from the pet key. <laughs> And we're beyond that. Anyways, long story longer. I was extremely proud of what Justin did back there. Excuse me, Justin did back there. And Nedim, just another good, solid performance. I'm looking forward to the day where when Nedim retires, I don't know, four years from now, because right. he's up there. Yeah, For us to count the number of defenders he has influenced. And I, I really, really hope Justin is one of those guys. For sure. Speaking of defenders. BT Dubs, 32-year-old. Right. So, so, like, four years. You know? Solid years as a starter. Maybe mm-hmm. more years afterwards. Speaking of the rest of the defense, <clears throat> we saw another pairing of Herrera-Toya. Herrera-Right, Toya-Left. So I think, good. I think I agreed with you reluctantly. Hey. <clears throat> excuse me last podcast that yes Herrera definitely is better on the right mm-hmm. than he's on the left but that was never a question I thought it was a no-brainer what I th- believed before then is because that Herrera left Lennon right is a better combination overall than Herrera right Toya left right now, I, I did probably go into it and said that it would be better if he had Herrera right and Lennon left, but mm-hmm. that was not a given option. that We had never seen that before, right? Right. And then we had a very good game by Toya. Yeah. Four games ago, I think it was. Against LAFC. Solid but then I called it a fluke. I did think you? I called it not a fluke, but I called it like, all right, he had a good game. He had this opportunity, he showed up, he gave it all he had. Um, so it was a one-time performance. Then, uh, was it the next week or a couple of weeks later, he comes back out and absolutely incredible performance. And then another really solid performance against Cincinnati. 
and Herrera is obviously better on the right side than he is on the left side. I think that should be not up for debate anymore. Right, and I don't think it ever was. It was. We debated it. I mean... Question here. You can argue it. I hate sitting, Lennon. Right. But if it's a matter of him having to play left or right outside back, uh-huh. he has to sit at this point if everyone's healthy. It right. has to be Toya left, Herrera right. Right. I'm saying we found our ideal pairing for the season. What do you say? Yeah, I mean, I was screaming for this, like, preseason. All right, man, before we... Okay, don't get carried away with yourself here, man. Just give you give your feedback. No, it's it's not carried away. It's like, it's like I I genuinely, in, in the RSL, you know, people that record their opinion and post it on the internet community, all five of us, I was... I was... Well, first, I mean, to be totally transparent, uh, Acosta was my ideal left right back and Herrera was my ideal right and then it very quickly became aware so how'd that, that work out well yeah he got shipped off and that's fine he's got you know things he needs to work on clearly um and then my the, the second it was like okay who's the other left back it was Toya I was like Toya is a proven MLS left back commodity he has experience across the league he's done this before he knows what he's doing definitely needs to be Toya and when it wasn't I was shocked and it was you know, anytime we talked about Herrera, you know, and that that poor, poor, poor left foot of his, right? It was Toya should was be starting, okay. and now that they are, it's like I kind of feel, you know, like I feel a little like, oh yeah, told you so. <laughs> you know, to be totally honest, um, yeah, it, it's in my mind. There is no way Lennon gets a starting spot at one of the the fullback positions. When either Herrera or uh, Toya are healthy, like, as a no result way. of the last two or three games, right? The last three games, yeah. yeah. So, so Toya has uh, three uh, uh, game appearances and three starts for Real Salt Lake this year, and three very good starts. Yeah, and, and to be clear, I I am not saying that Toya is perfect by any stretch of the imagination. Like he had a few shaky moments, right? Of course, throughout all three of those games, but he recovers so well. Um, I think full transparency, we lose something in the attack with him on the field. Uh, I don't think he gets as forward as as our system would like. But he is still primarily a defender, and it's it's a defensive role. Toya, left, Herrera, right. Ideal as long right now. as possible. Petke, if you're listening, don't met, you've got this one figured out. Don't experiment there anymore. And you got Nedum and Silva in the middle when healthy. Sure. With sure. Justin or, being the or, third. I don't know, man. Depending on how Glad kind of does against LA, and it, it, it's, I think Justin plays well when he has a chip on his shoulder, and I think he tends to have a chip on his shoulder against like big names. So I think the challenge of guarding Zlatan could be one that he rises to. Hopefully, love it. All right, man. Let's go back up. Well, actually, no. Before we get back up top to the field, mm-hmm. Patna. So Patna had to start in place of uh, Necromando. Yeah. I haven't read any updates of serious or so, uh, conclusive updates on Necromando's health since. Right. I've always been a f- fan of Patna. Since his very first... Was it a start or did he have to come in? I can't remember exactly. I think he had to come in in Houston. No, maybe it was a start in Houston. But I remember, I, I remember thinking for the first time in a long time, 
since uh, what's his name that went up to Portland left? Antonella. Yeah. Who had um, a howler? <laughs> anyway. What's that? He he like I think it was either this last weekend or the weekend before where he like let a goal in. Like yeah, well, that's just the Portland team story so far this year, isn't it? Mm. But this is the first. That was the first time in a while where I was not completely devastated if Romando couldn't start. Now, don't get me wrong. Romando starting is still obviously hands down my choice. Right. Sure. But if he if he cannot go, I'm not saying we're losing the game because he can't go. Sure. Because Patna put in some pretty good performances for us in the past. Still mm-hmm. go. This is not as doing or fault or anything but he didn't really have much to do this game and he he had a few and a bad goalkeeper like you said up in portland they let a howler in mm-hmm. so they, they happened but he was just solid and i'm i'm really happy i'm, I'm proud that he was able to step up so quickly and, and get the start and i don't know what are your thoughts on Putna? I guess I don't have a lot of thoughts because I didn't see much of him, I, I which mean, is a good thing. So, so just like to get this out of the way, he's six foot two. So, to like love me some Romando, but I think in a game, I, I might just you know what I'm gonna go ahead and say it. In a game where we conceded thirteen corners, I'm glad that Putna got the start over Romando. Okay. Bold. Well, no, no, no. Here's the thing. Do all things being constant and consistent and and exactly the same, Romando is a better goalkeeper than Andrew Putna. Fact. Romando on set pieces worries me because you know because of his stature, because of his height. Like he's he's a he's a shorter dude for goalkeepers and it's he's been playing against that his entire career. Uh yeah. you know, I'm not the first one to sit here and comment. And did okay. I'm absolutely. But on set pieces, Ramondo tends to punch the ball away, kick the ball away, shove the ball out. It isn't like a let me, you know, jump a foot over everyone and grab this thing out of the air. Right, he doesn't. He doesn't do that a whole lot. All right, man. Hold on. Hold on. Stop. All right. Let me let me rephrase, if I may. The last two of your three talking points. You basically indicated in two of your last three talking points to bench Kyle Beckerman. False. And Nick Romando. Your active listening skills leave something to be desired. You mentioned you would start, you would not, Kyle would not be a number one option. You would start Krylak over him. No, once again, your active listening skills. Uh, no, didn't no, say that. No, no, Didn't say that. If, if, um, if Everton is injured. I, no, I just don't want to pair uh, Demir and Kyle. I want to avoid that pairing wherever and then, possible. And then you said, if I may, uh-huh. Mr. Baker. Yeah. That against a team that is going to give us a lot of crosses in, mm-hmm. crosses from situations like corner kicks. Yeah. You would rather start Patna. Or rephrase. You would rather have Patna mm-hmm. than Remando. Yes, but you can't plan for that. Which plan makes for me think. Right. Next week. Uh huh. 
Say everyone's healthy. Right. Well, no, never mind. That, that wouldn't work out, would it? Uh, we know Everton is not going to play next weekend. I mean, I don't think we know that. No, I, we do. I was under the impression that it was like a two to six week injury yeah. and it's officially been two weeks. Might as well, that was like a week. I don't think Everton is going to play next week. I agree. All right, let's say Everton doesn't play next week. Uh-huh. We have Zlatan in the middle, which means LA Galaxy's plan is to cross the ball a lot. Sure. Got a big Balkan dude aim for his head. Well, he's Swedish. Yeah, he's Swedish the way freaking... The way I am a banana. Yeah, like... Um, Ibrahimovic, real Swedish last name, bro. Well, but the first name is... You drinking S- drugs? You... <laughs> You in, you're advocating for Kyle and Nick to sit. I just no, want to, I just no, want I just no, want to make sure no. RSL Nation understands RS- what you just said. So I know for and a comprehends fact that, okay. and turns on the baker mm-hmm. because so you're- this has no right. legitimate standing in RSL Nation opinion and folklore. And I'm glad and it's not And one day, sir, we're going to look back upon these times and these words and okay. we're going to put them at the bottom of Nick Romando and Kyle Beckerman's statues. Right. So you done? Are you, are you done? Defend yourself. <laughs> I'm not going to defend... First of all, I'm not going to defend myself. I'm just going to clarify Defend what I, yourself. No, no. You like... You took like... One segment of what I said, and you're over here laughing. Our isolation can't see that. It's very clear you're, you know, and, and a little healthy back and forth is good for the podcast. Um, so I'll engage. Hey, you can't plan. First of all, Kyle Beckerman definitely shouldn't be benched. Let me be very clear about that. Kyle Beckerman is a starter, ideally next to Everton, whenever and wherever possible. Unless. No. The mirror has to play. If the mirror has to play in the midfield, I would like to avoid having Kyle next to him. Correct. That is in in that which means in that very specific set of circumstances, instead of playing the mirror next to Kyle, play Nick Beasler next to Kyle. That's what it means. That's oh, you so you're benching the mirror now? I'm not ideally no. Well, uh, there well is, no, no, no. Sir, you only get eleven starters. <laughs> right. I I would do what we've been doing, having the mirror in the attack, Rushnak on that left wing, and really Baird being the. Oh, one got bench. it. So now you're benching Sam Johnson. No, Sam Johnson's the starter. Oh, now you're benching Albert Rushnak. No, no, Rushnak's on the left. Well, who the hell are you benching? Baird. Oh, okay. Safe. Yeah. That's no, safe. No, we, that's a cop out. No, it's not a keep cop going. out. Keep going. It's literally the per, like it's keep like going. the preferred eleven for most of the matches this Just year. Just keep going. Anyway, you can't plan for crosses. You can't plan for corners. Ideally, you don't concede that many corners and set pieces. Um, in if I'm putting together a starting eleven and everyone's healthy, Ramondo is starting over Putna. Obviously, I think Putna is a solid backup keeper. I think RSL has been very. Uh, lucky in the backup keepers they've had to in pick general over, over many last, years now over, yes. over the last decade even right um, what's his freaking face uh, Lalo Lalo Fernandez yeah. I think is the second keeper at Tigres like you know we've done alright as far as backups go what's that like the USL yeah it's, it's T, uh, Tigres is, a, is your classic USL team um, for those of you who don't know it's the you know Mexican powerhouse uh huh um Putna did well, and I think Putna brings... So he, to be totally clear, is worse with his feet than Ramondo. That being said, every single keeper in the MLS at the moment is worse with their feet than Ramondo. Right. Fact. Actually, many players as well. Right. 
the average center back is worse with their feet than Nick Romando. That being said, he has lost some of that ability to kind of dribble out of things that we've all come to know and love. That quickness. It happens. You know, father time is undefeated, as we like to say. Um, Nothing you say before the but matters. I didn't say but. Get to it. I haven't said but. Um, right. That's what I Hutna, mean. because of that lack of ability to play with his feet, also resulted in, I don't want to say much fewer, but fewer passes back. Right. We weren't playing <clears throat> right. the ball back to our oh, keeper as much. That's a good point. That I, is, didn't, I didn't we, notice that until I thought about our it. Our defenders have to move the ball forward. Right. When, like, Romando is the ultimate safety net. Like, if I'm a fullback or a CB, and, and it's kind of a, 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 a double uh, double sided sword. It's like, yes, it's nice to have a goalkeeper that can stop the ball and distribute it super duper amazingly well and clear right. it and dribble out of pressure. But at the same time, when you don't have that safety net, you have to look for a forward pass. Right. When you have no other option, all of a sudden you're moving the ball up the field a lot quicker than you used to. I understand that. I know all of that. That's why I'm saying it's a no-brainer Romando start. So why did you just advocate for Romando being benched? I didn't. I never said bench Romando. I love Romando. All right, all right, so let's keep going. So, such, a, such a weird so, thing to like, so, get caught up on. So we went all the way back to the uh-huh. goalkeeper, and I thought Patna did a good job. Good job. Yeah, so, if he has so to start job. against LA, I'm one, fine. One shot on goal, it didn't go in. Yeah. Uh, if, I ask, if he has to start against LA, I'm fine with it. Um, let's go to the front again for just a second. Before okay. we move on in the next segment, will be about our next opponents. Let's see, Hollywood. Corey Baird started the game. Yeah. In my solo post-match quickie, mm-hmm. which was a weird one. To be clear, I didn't listen to it. Which is good. Um, I didn't speak too highly of Mr. Baird. Really? Yeah. You Were you drunk? No. No, it was pretty early. Dude, he was, I mean, a solid I just didn't remember. I mean, maybe, maybe the other guys stood out ahead of... I, I didn't say anything negative about him. I just said he didn't stand out. I think, I mean, hit the Albert's first goal was a hundred percent created by Baird. Baird creation, and he yeah. should. You also should have put that away. Had he put that away, it would have been like a goal of the week candidate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was kind of a narrow you know gap, and it hit the keeper right in the chest. No, but... I didn't realize that until I watched the game again. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah, but I mean, I would, I, 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 I think would argue I was, that Baird had Powell and Haglin in his back pocket for most of the match. I, 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 having rewatched the game just objectively without the emotions running because you know what happens, mm-hmm. uh, and having to, you know, trying to maintain two plus dudes' social media presence. Yes, because one was gone. Hey, bro's got a vacation, man. I, <laughs> I didn't. I, I think I just. His contributions just spaced me. I I think he was maybe not top three, but top five player. Top but, four, honestly, I think. I think top five is too conservative. Yeah, top, I mean, yeah. That's, so, Rushnek, right. Johnson. Yeah. Then, uh, the, uh, Severino uh, Baird. Severino did really well. Yeah, that's that's the order of, of, of impact yeah, players. Yeah, I would go Nedum before him. No, no, Baird, Baird had a so I cannot Very fault Baird game. for this performance. Very solid game. Had mm-hmm. he, he just needs to, I mean, at the end of the day, offensive players are um, judged and scored on their assist, 
right and or goal sure numbers and and to be clear that attempt that bounced off of uh, richie's chest essentially was not a deliberate assist. I don't even think he got the assist credit. No, I don't think like it, it was yeah. very much a shot on goal that didn't like to be totally fair didn't complete. Yeah. Um. So like if that ball gets pushed out or pushed over the bar or but caught, everything before that, every move he made before. Oh that, yeah 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 yeah. Brilliant. Oh yeah, totally made. I think it was Powell. He made Powell look like a moron. Yeah. No. Just uh, it, danced around him. Hindsight again. I, I want to apologize. You know, in, in the why do you hate Baird? Uh-huh. Yeah, see, it's not it's not weird when someone just makes up your opinion for you, bro. I didn't say I didn't ask you why you hated Kyle. Hey, why do you want to bench Baird? Anyway, keep going. That's keep, an easy answer. We're, we're I, I, could, I, I could go on with that for like an hour. You're getting distracted. So I wanna to apologize to anyone who got offended <laughs> by my by my opinion. First of all, if you get offended by my by my opinion, you have way bigger problems. But uh, yeah, Baird actually had a decent contribution to the game. I, yeah, I just didn't, I, I just I just didn't catch it. It just spaced me for some reason. Hmm. Maybe it was because we, we were we had those all those corners. Maybe it was because I was looking for Putna to do something. Or maybe it's because Johnson scored again. Maybe it's uh, Demir's broken finger. I don't know. Yeah, it just it I, just I, completely spaced me. And and when I sat down, and I had some notes in front of me from the game. I sat down to record the post-match, post-match quickie solo edition. Mm-hmm. Thanks for everyone that listened. Uh, Baird didn't come to mind. So yeah. when, I, when, when I came down to talking to Baird about Baird, I said, I just I don't really know what he did. Hmm. Let's talk about the other guy that's uh, I don't know what he did, which is uh, Joao Plata is back. Yeah, I mean, got a few 91st minutes. 91st minute, yeah. I wouldn't quite yeah. say back, but yeah. He was back on the field. Yes. For the first time in a while. Beauty. And and, and absolutely horrendous. He didn't do anything. I mean, I, I, I was I, totally waiting. I'm just kidding. This is a joke. All right. No assists, no goals. Sure. In the whole game. Whole four, I think, minutes left. What do you think the uh, reintroduction of Joao Plata, which, let's face it, it doesn't matter whether he's... He's probably not 90 minutes fit yet. Maybe he is. I mean, he got he got some pretty solid minutes with the Monarchs yeah. the week prior. So we're thinking he's healthy to play some serious minutes. Mm-hmm. I've We've both said this, even in the preseason days. If I'm playing against Real Salt Lake, right. my biggest fear is a fresh Joao Plata right. coming on the field in like the 70th minute. Yeah, yeah. And I I think to double down on that, it's a fresh Zhao Plata, a fresh Brooks Lennon. Like Brooks Lennon is still I, I think an extre- a fresh Bofo Salcedo. Like not the same. Uh, obviously not the same. Of like Zhao Plata when he is on and when he is playing well and when he's motivated and hungry, is a DP caliber player, right? Yes. Like he his output over the other two heads you know he towers above them um figuratively figuratively only yeah Zhao plata coming off of the bench once again all with the caveat of being highly motivated highly engaged yeah world beater game changer 
if I'm a tight Especially against, yeah, go ahead. Think, think of Seattle, Chad Marshall, right? He's got to be, what, like 80 at this point? 94, I think. So Chad Marshall, 70th minute. Let's Screw it. Seattle's up a goal. All of a sudden, Jean Plata's coming on. Like, you, you're going, well, there's that. Like, yeah. what are you going to do? You're going to keep up? <laughs> a motivated ch- uh, Plata. Right, and that is the caveat. I think you just need to... It's similar to Justin Glad. Get his head unstuck? Yeah. yeah. Get his head out of his own ass and play the game. Right. Play the game, you're, paying, you're getting paid a stupid amount of money to play. Right. Be happy with the role you have. And yes, every time you touch the ball, whether it's in practice mm-hmm. or in the game, you try to prove why you should be starting. Right. I want the guys to keep doing that. For sure. But if you don't get it, that doesn't mean you just... Yeah, drop your I, head and keep going. And I don't think Plot does a drop your head kind of guy. I really don't. I don't agree with you. I think I, he so, is. So, so he was benched, the, I think, a couple games last year uh, by Petke, and he came out of it better than ever. Right. I, I think he, he responds well to And it. then he didn't get his job back right away, and then he dropped it right back down. I... So assuming Plata doesn't end up in Mexico, which is not unlikely at this point. Hold on. I have a jingle. No, no jingles. Oh my god, I know what jingle you're going to do. Which one? It's the Plata to Mexico or whatever it is. No, no, not there's a go. Plata to Mexico. There it is. So, <laughs> so weird. Um, you know, that's... Just like it like throws me off. It's so disturbing, <laughs> you know. Like it's just like it's genuinely unsettling. I finally know what that word oh, means. Oh, did I ruin your concentration? I am unsettled. Um, no. So 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 Plata to Liga MX has been like forever. Every, I feel like as long as I've watched Plata play, every single transfer window it's Plata to Mexico. Yeah. That being said, I think his contract ends this year. Ooh. And I don't think that there is a, a club option. Uh. So, I also don't envision Plata re-signing with Real Salt Lake if it's entirely up to him. You know, I mean, money changes opinions. Right. Um. So Plata to Mexico, you know, may or may not happen. Wait, whatever. What? Plata to Mexico. So weird. Uh, but I wouldn't be shocked if at some point in the very near future. Plata is starting over Baird on that left. It, it's, and I love me some Baird on the left. Like dude is direct to a fault, but Plata, when he is on, when he is playing his best footy, is a DP caliber player. He's a difference maker, and he just talent in spades. No disrespect to Baird, dude's you know a, a solid option. I'm glad he's playing the way he's oh, playing. There's no disrespect. But Plata, when All Plata's right, when, on, is he's on. When Plata's on. Uh huh. We're talking about Plata from three years ago, right? Two years ago. I mean, even even month-long stretches last year. But that's the problem. Right. It, it's so inconsistent. You have a stretch, and then it's gone. But that was not... They used to not be a problem. I'm right. not sure what happened. Be, it's just beyond. It, it's, it feels like it started last year. It wasn't the case before. Sure. He had an off game. Like, when he was off, that was weird. Right. Now, it's almost weird when he has a great game. A Plata in form, mm-hmm. in good shape, healthy, and with a good mindset. Right. There's absolutely zero competition on that left side. Sure. If I'm I- picking Plata, let's just go back three years. Mm-hmm. Was that 2015, 16? 
something. I don't know. Not our best years. Not the point, though. He. Sure. Beat her. Oh, yeah. Right? That Plata mm-hmm. against either current day Baird, because I don't want to go back to like when those guys were still in Crips, right? But like current day Baird or current, Blade, uh, current day uh, Bofo. Right. I mean, that's not even... Sure. That's absolutely... There's no no need to even talk about it. The way there's no need to talk about today about who starts on the right. 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 It's Savarino. Hands down. For sure. No For one's sure. taking that this year. Who? Another amazing game. So let's just get that out of the way right now. Oh, again. But we're just getting like... PK. To just you, right. expect it. By the way, For I sure. do have a talking point on the PK, but we won't get into it. Clear PK, right? Yes. Blows my mind. I'm on like Reddit and there's FC Cincinnati fans talking about, like... No, no, no. That is the definition of a PK. Yeah. Like when they teach PKs, that's the video that, they pull up. There, there's absolutely no question like, in a PK. Like, there's people talking about, oh, he tapped the ball. Yes, he tapped the ball, and then he took out the yeah. legs from underneath Savarino inside yeah, the box. For some reason, people think there's this magic rule. If you've got the ball first, yeah, you're totally fine. If you fine. just touch the ball, right, you can shoot a guy. Right. It's like, no, no, no. You, he's yeah. the, the attacking yeah. player still needs to be able to yes. go get the ball. Yeah, yeah. No. Um, All right, no. so let's finish Plata, real quick. world beater. Okay. So right, right now... I'm actually with you. I really, really freaking hope Plotek puts it together because mm-hmm. I think neither Baird or uh, uh, Bovo are mm-hmm. quicker than Plata. They're fast. I think sure. Baird's fast. I think uh, Bovo's fast. Quicker with a better shot, the whole package. I think shot-wise, is closer than Baird to him. I think quickness-wise, uh, speed-wise, uh, I think Baird is closer than Bovo. Quickness, Bofo is closer than Baird. Mm-hmm. But no one has the package the way Plata has when he's on. But he just right. hasn't been on in such a long time. And I yeah. really, really hope. You know, if he's going to leave at the end of the season, let's use him. Sure, yeah. Let, let's let's, let's gonna, use yeah. him. Can you imagine a, a, a in form, in shape, well-spirited Plata on the left side? And an in shape, as usual, Savarino on the right. For sure. I mean, hell, you can put me in the middle. I'll get you some goals. Right. Yeah, at that point, it's just like bounce him off of my face. <laughs> yeah, literally. I mean, just the body. It's just like, like just walk around the 18-yard box. You'll get some goals this year. Right. And, and I think to highlight some of Plata's issues is Plata plays his best soccer when he is that second striker. When he has, yes. you know, like dude likes to tuck in be central and you know play behind like a big you're a big uh uh Saburio dude yeah. and just like make crazy runs yep we and don't got the we, shot too we don't play that kind of soccer anymore unfortunately for him and i think that has kind of led to some of his stress and and, and turmoil but overall i still think that the dude rsl nation loves is there I think he'll find his form. I think he'll rise to the occasion. And before we know it, he'll be back to put him away. See, I think he will not do any of those things. But I really, really freaking hope he will. You a hater for this one, Jay. All right, RSL Nation, we're on well over an hour. Let's get into our next opponents for a second. FC Hollywood. All right, bro. So, I'm reading an article earlier today. You read? I, I read once. Still got it. They don't like it. <clears throat> so they have this uh, little guy called uh, Zlatan Ebrkovich. All right, man. Don't make it weird. 
apparently there was a PK called against the Galaxy last game. Yeah. And Zlatan didn't think it was supposed to be a PK. Uh, apparently most players and fans didn't think it was supposed to be a PK. I took a quick look. Eh, it's a 50-50. Probably not a PK. I, I, if it was called against us, I'd be pissed. All right. All right. So here's my problem with this. Anyone can complain about BS PK calls. It is pro, after all. Yeah. Zlatan Ibrahimovic does not get to complain about BS PK calls. Zlatan Ibrahimovic has made a living of putting away and drawing BS PK calls. Hmm. I mean, he's, he, he does other stuff super duper well, too. He has scored a lot of goals from a PK. He has. And I would he's say... He's also scored a lot of goals from... Like middle of the field ninja kick. He's got a lot more PK goals than middle of the field ninja kick goals in his career. I do not have stats on this. <laughs> sure, but like. But I'm willing I mean, to wager yes, something obviously, on that. Obviously, and I would I would agree with you without stats, but. As a matter of fact, I would say that he has scored an equal amount of PK goals last week as he has scored middle of the field ninja kicks in his whole life. I mean, I'm exaggerating. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. Th- did that work the way you thought it was going to work His out? His highlight reel isn't <laughs> just PKs, though. Okay, so I just watched it. It's a PK. You think so? Because I'm thinking, like, I would be pissed if it is if it is a PK call against me. Wait. No, no, no. Keep, keep, keep going. Okay. I watched the one that they gave them. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, one that sorry, he put to... away. Right. Yeah. You can't be hugging a dude and dragging him down. That yeah, being said, yeah. that's something I no, that's, that, I'm doing. That's a peak. Yeah. There, there's absolutely right. no question. I'll get back to you when I see the... All right. I'm, so you keep I'm watching. watching the highlights. Here. All right. So, it's just... There's something that irks me. It's the same way... All right. So, I watch basketball. We're playing him by ski. And I was watching the jazz. Go Jazz Nation, by the way. Yeah, well, well, by the time someone might listen to this, we might the Jazz might be out of it, right? Because they're playing uh, Wednesday night again. Right. No, we'll have, we'll have listeners tonight, dude. Right. So it's I, I go on these pages and, and and I watch these like Houston Rocket fans complaining mm-hmm. about re- bad free throw calls by the refs against their team. Right. And uh, let me just impress you with some one stat here. Mm-hmm. The leading getter, I guess that would be the right way to phrase that stat, but the the leading getter or recipient of free throw calls in the entire league, six out of the last seven years, is guess who? Dude with the beard. James Harden. James Harden. Uh, A Houston Rocket. Right. And then I mean everyone knows he's a flopper, yada yada yada. Dude's and then just and, so bad and then they bad. complain when someone else gets the call. And my sure. counter argument to them was, no, no, what you're seeing is a go- as a game being called fairly for the first you, time in but, six years. Yeah, yeah, but you're so used to getting every BS call in on Earth mm-hmm. that that happens. And this is what that's what leads me to Zlatan, right? And just Galaxy in general. Um, I just. Like, okay, I get it. Maybe it's a good call. Maybe it's a bad call. First of all, I'm waiting for some kind of fine or suspension for that statement. That's it, not going to happen. He went, he did come out and he made a very clear statement. That he disagreed with pro. Oh, be, beyond that he just disagrees with pro. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But also the, the disciplinary committee. 
that's where the real corruption is. Pro is just incompetent. Right. The the disciplinary committee is corrupt. It's part of MLS, isn't it? The disciplinary committee? Yeah, they have like a pro ref like there's a whole board. Yeah. I mean yeah. also so I just rewatched the PK the PK. Against LA. Against LA. Not a PK. Right. But if it was a PK, outside the box. Right. That that's why it's not a PK. <laughs> That, that was uh, right, right. Sorry, it, not a foul, but if it was a foul outside the box. Yep. No, yeah. I totally get it, uh, and I agree. It's not a PK. Beyond and I will not point. defend the LA Galaxy lightly. Right. And I've been doing that this whole segment here. Right. So all I'm saying is this, man. Look, Zlatan is a bitch. Yeah. I mean, never liked the guy, dude. It's also like if you look like if I'm his accountant. Here, here's how conversations go with him. Like, hey, go make a crazy statement. Go say something. Well, yeah. Like, like the dude's made his living off of being that personality and being that dude and being that guy and, and, and yeah, and, and MLZ I, I and and, and uh, MLS. You're welcome, mm-hmm. or LA. You're welcome. Whatever it was. Like that's that's his that's his bread and butter. And I have no problem with that. I don't even think I honestly. I think this is just an extension of that. See, I don't. Yeah, but. It's an extension of him. I have no problem with him doing what he did. I think it's funny that he would complain about BS calls. Yes, it, it's right? it's fundamentally it is the it is the ultimate case of the pot calling the kettle black. Right, yeah. but beyond the point, I would like to. You know what I'd like to see? What would you like to see? I want to see. It's gonna take some. It's gonna take a little bit of. Um, you know, masterminding here. Mm-hmm. I would like to see someone from RSL, maybe some other team, but let's see RSL. Literally, verbatimly make the statements Latan did. The next time mm-hmm. we get a bad PK call against us. Yeah, you're saying like literally word for word. Word for word. Yeah, it, it would get fined. I yeah. can already tell you it would get fined. And I don't care about a fine. It, it's, it's the principle. It, it's the principle that matters. Right. This, so this this is what makes Mike Petke's printer break. Sure. So it, it's legendary. the principle. It, right. It's th- th- that's what matters. I actually was thinking about this a few weeks ago, and it's funny because I didn't think I would have a an opportunity for me to vent this in, information, but so like I was of the opinion that uh, pro referees were so corrupt and so favoring of the big clubs they would never give red cards or yellows or just call a game fairly, right? And then Wayne Rooney, VAR, red, I think it was like two or three weeks ago, right? Wayne Rooney, right. DC United is like like one of the poster childs at this point, red card sent off. I think pro, so so the actual referees on the field, in the, in the booth, on the sidelines are incompetent. Let me yes. be very clear about that. Yeah. I think that they are bad at their jobs. Yep. And it to the point where it's hurting the league and it's hurting the gameplay, but it isn't malicious. They're not doing it because they favor the Atlantas or the NYCFCs mm-hmm. or the SKCs or the Portlands or whoever it may be that week. They are doing it because they don't know any better and they are bad at their job. We're almost complimenting them when we right. say they're biased. Yes, yes. The 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 conspiracy that I had painted in my head would require a level of of skill of skill that I no longer believe pro has. Right. To be hundred percent clear. That being said, I have started watching this like YouTube segment that Pro has every week about Yeah, like, with the, they pick like three calls. It's yeah. not instant replay. It's actually pro. It's like the head dude of pro. Yep. 
and they're you know they don't do all of them they do like three that kind of basically show how awesome they are but it's it's showing a little transparency which i appreciate yeah where i think there actually is corruption and there actually is malicious intent and favorism towards the big clubs is the disciplinary committee yep uh talk preach so like you know hindsight being what it is it turned out it didn't matter nani should not have played against real salt lake he tried to and i'm it's the crap it's like i don't care like no love lost he tried to headbutt a dude three times um the same weekend the mirror headbutted the guy or like a week after like a week after the the yeah. the, the, the mirror uh, headbutt and you can watch it and and the mental gymnastics that the dudes at MLS soccer had to do you mean the journalists the, the journalists yeah and we throw air quotes out heavily because the dudes that run the league shouldn't also be the primary uh. news source of the league which we talk about passionately it is it is so fundamentally broken that I can't believe it's still it's happening. our fault it, it's oh yeah yeah and, and I and I think this is as much as and I enjoy this I enjoy our back yeah. and forth we crack a, crack a couple drinks it's a it's a nice way to break up the middle of the week yeah. I enjoy your company I hope you enjoy mine we get to talk footy right. every once in a while we get to hit up somebody from LA or Cincinnati or, or Houston we get to talk soccer with yes. other humans and it's fantastic and I love it and I wouldn't give it up for the world but also there's and you know like I'm I'm making it out to be like this bigger martyr movement than it is there's a part of me that feels good that I'm going to publish this tonight and there's going to be a hundred people that heard this and, and we are doing our part yes. to keep them honest. Mm-hmm. And they're not. They fundamentally are not. Because the MLS Disciplinary Committee is so biased and because the quote-unquote journalist MLS soccer clearly have an agenda that they have to follow and because sports journalism around soccer in the united states is so fundamentally broken and in its infancy that it it honestly it is it's us it's the dudes at the rsl show it's the folks at the rsl soapbox it's the guy that ran the the uh, rsl faithful facebook page like yeah maybe you know every once in a while we repost an MLS, you know, soccer thing, and we have a sarcastic headline, and we're not gonna win a freaking, you know, a, a Nobel Prize or anything. But we're doing our part to inform our community and keep the people who are distributing the news honest. And there's something to be said for that, and I take pride in that, and I'm glad we're doing it. And that's yeah. the end of my soapbox. Man, that was a good one. I try. That should be a whole segment right there. Is that it, should be like a second half of the week. That should be like a special Thursday night segment on the way the media or, or the media coverage of Major League Soccer. Don't forget one thing. I don't think we're covering MLS soccer specifically. We're covering American soccer. Mm-hmm. MLS is a franchise. Franchise. Talk about franchise. Players. What's another famous franchise? Got the NBA. Hmm? The NBA. Okay. Their franchises. Go beyond the NBA. Go something a little bit. I mean, talk about like sandwiches. Subway. Okay. I mean, it's a different franchise model, but okay. It's a franchise though. Sure, but like fundamentally different. Okay, keep going. I'm not going to interrupt. Not the point. Okay. What I'm saying is this. If I am, if I own the franchise Uh and I own the media outlet that broadcasts on the franchise... Right. 
why would I do something that could potentially hurt the franchise that I have? Yeah, yeah, for sure. That, that's you really, wouldn't. That, that, that's exactly what you're talking about. It, right, it's, yeah. It's, it's a fundamentally broken model. Now... It's in their best interest to only report the good. Yeah, and if it's bad, report it in a way that's provocative and gets more attention. Or no, it's sweeping under makes the rug. It, yeah, I mean, they, they once in a while will, will report something that's actually bad. I think when they have to. Yeah, yeah, because others are reporting it as well. But at the same right. time, I don't think it's their fault. I would do the same thing. Oh yeah, if, for if sure. If I'm running the league, but for sure, that, that's I really think there's an opportunity here, and that, that's why I think the little guys like us, and like you said, the the soapbox and and the the RSL show, and there's like probably three others in RSL mm-hmm. area that we haven't even heard of. Yet. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a few good, good ones out there, and I know there's some really good ones in, in Cincinnati and some good ones in LA, and some good ones in the other LA area, Carson. And everywhere, I mean, these out outpost uh, um, or outlets are everywhere. They're just nowhere near the reach, right? Individually, mm-hmm. that the league has, right? Now, collectively, sure. Maybe we'll talk about Scarf Life Nation another time. I think we should leave it there. Let me give you two more. Well, just one uh, quick uh, question: LA Galaxy looking good. So I'll I looked say into that. Top two or three teams in the league right now. I don't think they're as good as their record currently shows. They had lost some late wins. I get that. What's they, the other reason? They had some good wins, but also the teams that they had wins against, like Minnesota, Houston, I think uh, Philadelphia. Um, I forget the other ones, but you know they're not playing like LAFC. They're not playing yes. Seattle. Mm-hmm. They're not playing SK. Well, SKC is kind of in the gutter, which is beautiful to watch. They're not playing. The level of competition that Real Salt Lake had to yeah. play. Um, don't get me wrong. I think LA is dangerous and good, but I don't think they're as good as their record currently shows. Yeah. Well, the record shows they're almost up on par with LAFC. Yeah, I think they've won like five in a row. They're, they're just, no, no. They lost last weekend. Two weekends ago, they lost. The Galaxy? No. Uh, LAFC. Right, right. I'm talking about the Galaxy. Oh, yeah, the yeah, Galaxy yeah, yeah. No, like they're, they're, they're killing it. They're yeah. killing it. Well, I still think LAFC is the best team in the league right now. Yeah, I think that's fair. And here's... I'll just mention this and we won't even cover it. What the hell happened to Atlanta? Weren't they going to run the table? The only question was if they will win all the games this year right. or almost all the games. I'm pretty sure they're talking about Dynasty. MLS going MLS. Like, that's I, I fundamentally just, what happened. And I keep telling him that last year. Um, All over social media. Yeah. It's like, okay, guys, you know that this is... I know you're riding a high right now. It's going gonna, it's gonna to come down. <laughs> it's going to come down real quick. I didn't think it was going to be this fast. Oh, I did. I didn't Why think it was going to be like the very next year. Well, that's what happened to Toronto. Yeah, dude. I kind of don't ever want to And they didn't make... even lose their best player. I think you can make the argument that Almiron was their best player. No, no, what I, I know what I'm saying is like, oh, Toronto. Toronto did not right, lose right, their best right, player. Yeah, no, or at, second best at, player, or at, third best Atlanta player. is imploding in in just like this beautiful, spectacular, just just supernova of, and their fans on Twitter are like, like it's it's full on panic mode. Yeah, uh, I think they just lost to FC Dallas this last weekend. Yep. Um, it's Conclusively, yeah, it was like a solid like four one. I think it was two one. I'm pretty sure it was two one. Was it? I think so. Oh, four one was a uh, uh, LAFC. But yeah. um, 
Yeah, and and you know it is a long season. It is thirty some odd games. Uh, I think we have like twenty seven or twenty eight left, depending it's on plenty, where. Uh, yeah, you know they could turn it around post summer, but like yeah, new coach, you lost your best player. The dudes are being played out of position for some weird reason, which I don't understand. Um, yeah, it's it's beautiful to watch and. Yeah, two one to Dallas. Yeah, I also think it kind of speaks to the consistency of Real Salt Lake in those glory years. Yeah, that those seven year stretches, uh, nothing to scoff at. The only other team I can think of that did that for that amount of time was, um, well, maybe not that amount of time. Uh, plus or minus a year or two was Dallas. Mm-hmm. I think LA had their dynasty and stretch. LA Galaxy. Right. Yeah, and um, Dallas never won anything during those years. Supporter Shield. Well, I mean, okay. I mean, the cup. They were, they never, right. We, yeah. we we live and play in a world where the only thing that really matters is the cup. Dude, I'll the take MLS a U. Cup. I'll take a supporter shield. I'll take a U.S. Open Cup. I don't care. I just dude, want some dude, silverware. I'll, I'll, I'll take the Rocky Mountain Cup at this point. It's not the point. <laughs> what I'm saying is like they did not sure. win it. They didn't win the at thing. any point during the year. Correct. Uh, during those years, but yeah, the only th- I think the only other one that you're right. It was LA Galaxy. Right. Even the year we won the cup. Right, they were supposed to blow out of the water. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then... Beckham. Uh, yeah, Beckham missed it. <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, and then SKC. And SKC, I mean, they've been decent for a long period of time. Yeah, but even but they, they were, were making like, the playoffs yeah. consistently. And then, like, the, the crazy one was Colorado came out of nowhere and won that. So Right, yeah. like a brief moment. It's The league is getting interesting. It is. I love where it's going, and I love where we're going. But we got to sign off, bro, because we're almost now and a half into this, baby. Do we want to do predictions? Yeah. What do you got? LA Galaxy away. They have a Wednesday game. They have a game tomorrow against Minnesota. They're traveling. Keep that in mind. I don't think we're winning. No? Yeah. All right. I think with a good game, we tie. By the way, we didn't even talk about this. Based on my predictions, projections, and expectations. You you got it in the quickie. we're, We're ahead. By two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we tie, which would be a very good result for us. What the hell the actual result is going to be? Out? Like 2-2. I want to say 2-2. I was going to say 2-2. Well, I already said 2-2. So I don't want to say 2-2. Dude, I'm feeling bullish. 2-1 us. Hmm. Just, just doubling down. You, you're projecting three points on the road. Yeah, why not? So here's what I want to say to you. If three games in a row, uh-huh. we get victories. Right. Two of those games uh-huh. on the road. Yes. Including one of those games at a cup contender, serious contender. Okay. LA. Mm. I think they're like top five for contention. I want to see them play LAFC. I want okay, to see that's them play not Seattle. the point. I'm like, just on paper, preseason. Sure. Right. Okay. Uh, I think our Cell Nations are going to be flying pretty high. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, shout out from the mountaintops. That happens. So I'm saying 2-2. I'm going to say 2-1. I'm, feel, I'm feeling, ex- saying feeling bullish. All right. Well, any closing words before we shut down for RSL Nation 90, 90 minutes almost in? RSL Nation, we love you. And we'll we'll catch you on the, on the post-match quickie. Goodbye.